Welcome to another episode of Complete Developer Podcast, the podcast by coders for coders about all aspects of creating your best life as a developer. I'm Will, the accomplished developer and aspiring software architect. And I'm Beach, the journeyman developer sharing my journey in development. This episode was sponsored by the PVS Studio team. It promotes static code analysis methodology in general and its PVS Studio tools in particular. Static code analyzers allow you to find bugs in source code at the development stage. This helps to reduce the price of fixing them. PVS Studio performs code analysis and issues warnings on the fragments of code with a high probability of having bugs and potential vulnerabilities in them. The tool supports C, C++, C Sharp, and Java, and it can work with Visual C++, GCC, Clang compilers, and some of those used for embedded systems. The analyzer works on Windows, Linux, and Mac OS. PVS Studio can both be used as a standalone tool and integrated with Visual Studio, IntelliJ IDEA, SonarCube, and so forth. In the show notes, you can find links to the PVS Studio website and the article, Technologies Used in the PVS Studio Code Analyzer for Finding Bugs and Potential Vulnerabilities. It's almost the start of a new decade. It's become our tradition here at Complete Developer Podcast to review our goals for the past year. Uh, We will each go over our goals, talking about our progress towards them, and then we'll talk about our podcast goals for the last year. Finally, we discuss our goals for this coming year and what they will be both for us and for the podcast. But before we get into all of that, Will, what have you been fighting this week? Well, I finished the first draft of my second book this year, the day before Thanksgiving. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of marketing to do. There's editing. There's all kinds of other junk, but the main body of the work is done. Nice. I will tell you that, you know, you in the audience, not to try to write two books in a year. That is not something (laughs) a sane person undertakes, but I did it. So there we are. So how about you? Well, since this episode comes out the day after Christmas, I'll be spending the day it publishes with my family. My sisters usually come down Christmas Day or the following, and we have our family time in the evening the day after Christmas. I think we're doing lunch this year but because it'll be down a little earlier. It's the week after Thanksgiving, and that was mostly relaxing. I think I told you guys that I was going to be spending my time sort of unstructured where I didn't have any set plans. I got a lot of writing and podcast stuff done. Most of my parts for this episode done and a couple other episodes gotten a little ahead on it, which is kind of relaxing. The thing is, my mom does not quite understand the uh, time to myself thing. She basically guilt trips me into going to lunch with her and my aunt and uncle on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, it wasn't horrible or anything. I had just planned to not leave my house for 48 hours, get some rest, some artistic, creative, and gaming time in. I still got a lot of that in. It was just like, I was right in the middle of working on stuff, and she was texting and calling. I'm like, ah. But, you know, I did go out with them. And I did get to focus on some art. Well, mostly on cleaning up my art room, though it's messy now because I've got a bunch of Christmas gifts in there that need to be wrapped. And moving things around so there's more space. I set up an extra easel 
So Amanda and I could paint together. Oh man, I wrote this before the actual holiday because I didn't actually do that. <laughs> I was wondering. I was that like, was man, plan. getting all industrious. No, he didn't. No, that was my plan and it did not happen. Wow, I'm reading my outline going, that did not happen, y'all. Just letting you know. I got ahead on podcast stuff though. I got several episodes written. Yeah, I noticed. I did get to spend some time with my guitar and with my Switch. Nintendo Switch. So I got to play some of that. Didn't get as much art done as I would like. But uh, speaking of art, this is our last week for book club. By the way, it is your fault that I'm listening to Neil Gaiman's book, Norse Mythology. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I like what he did with that. Yeah, I do too. So the world always seems brighter when you've made something that wasn't there before. It's from Neil Gaiman. The final section in the book, Art Matters Because Your Imagination Can Change the World, is titled Make Good Art. Gaiman talks about how as a writer, he did not have a career plan, but instead had a list of accomplishments to achieve. He then goes on to explain that not knowing what you're doing allows you the freedom to find your limits and not be constrained by the knowledge of what is and what is not possible. He also talks about how you have to do things that lead you towards what you want to do. This also has to be balanced with taking care of physical necessities like food and housing. He discusses staying focused on long-term goals and not allowing attractive distractions to pull you from the path that you're walking. Specifically, he talks about an editorial job offer that would have paid really well, but would have taken him away from his dream of being a writer instead of towards it. Then he delves into dealing with failure as an artist. He also discusses the problems success brings. While he doesn't mention it specifically, he talks about the golden handcuffs of success and successful high-paying positions. Going along with the dealing with failure, he also talks about making mistakes and learning from them. The name for one of his most popular books came from accidentally transposing the letters O and A in the name Caroline. So that was kind of a cool story. He finishes the book talking about enjoying the ride and not getting too caught up in the little things. Make good art. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes. Will, who's talking to us this week? Well, we got an iTunes review from nss-d.teagle saying, a gift. I had the opportunity to hear Will speak about whiteboard interviews and learn so much. This podcast is very resourceful and worth your time. They are funny and can deliver their experience and knowledge to the listener very well. Thank you. We've gotten several listeners from the various talks that Will or I have done. That is a really good talk that Will put together. I've, uh, I I think it even led to a book. It did. Weirdly enough, (laughs) actually his uh, user handle has NSS. It was because of a question that a Nashville software school student asked Mm -hmm. that made me go, oh, there isn't a book for this. I should make one. Yeah, which is really cool. So send us an email to waterbottle at completedeveloperpodcast.com because we've got a Complete Developer Water Bottle just for you. Guys, if you'd like your very own Complete Developer Water Bottle, leave us a review in iTunes or comment on the website or any of our social media. We also post all of our episodes to Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And we're on Instagram and Tumblr. You can join the conversation anytime via Slack by going to slack 
www.completedevelopernetwork.com. The theme this past year was growth through education. We've talked about things such as creating a lunch and learn culture at work, continuing education through attending and giving talks at conferences, and improving your memory. One topic we discussed early on is that it's important throughout your education and career is learning from your mistakes. If you let it, failure can devastate you as a developer and destroy a team's morale. However, if you allow yourself to experience failure and see it as an opportunity for learning and growth, you'll put yourself in the right mindset to achieve success. Yeah, we're about to review our goals for the year. And for the most part, we did succeed. However, there's some where we didn't succeed or we haven't yet. Uh, Sometimes life takes a little bit longer than we think it's going to. You know, like in the network area, we fell flat on our faces. You know, this year there was just too much going on. And we'll talk a little bit about how we use those setbacks to motivate ourselves and learn for the next time. So before we get started, it's been a little bit of a tradition that uh, we review SMART goals. And we're going to very quickly go through this. SMART stands for Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Time-Bound. So specific means this is the who, what, when, where of your goals. General goals are good for long-term, but need to get more and more specific the shorter term they are. Yeah, you know, for instance, one of our goals this year was to get to 500,000 podcast downloads and we hit it. Mm-hmm. You know, initially it was just, we had a goal of growth, but as we started getting closer, it was like, Hey, I want to hit this point by this point. Yeah. And you know, that's kind of how you structure that. You kind of have a fuzzy goal and you shape it like sculpture. Yeah. Which leads very much into the next one, which is measurable. And you need to define specific criteria for each goal to be able to track it. You know, you want to qualify and quantify your progress. And the next thing you need to be able to do is make sure your goal is attainable. You don't want to try to pull the Elon Musk thing of, I'm going to go to Mars, (laughs) especially if you're like us, because you're not. (laughs) You You have to have a goal that you can actually reach. Make it challenging, but also make sure that it stays realistic. You know, two books in a year, that was never a goal that I had. I would say that is a challenging goal. But again, I never really wrote that down as something I was going to do. Yeah, but now you know it's realistic and attainable. It's attainable. It is, I won't say that it's realistic and something I'll do again. So the other thing is relevant. Goals require time and commitment when it gets tough. They need to still matter. Ask yourself if the goal is worthwhile and does the outcome match the effort? Is it worth you doing? Is it still relevant? When you go back and you review your goals, especially the more long-term goals, Sometimes life changes, and we both experienced several life changes throughout this year that kind of changed our focus. And we'll get into the specifics on that in just a moment when we talk about our goals. Now, the other thing is the goals need to be time-bound. In other words, you need to set a start date and a target date to achieve the goal. Without a time limit, there's no urgency to take action. Look at all the people out there that you know that are going to write a book someday. Yeah, Most of them are going to go into the ground, and they're never going to write that book. And I mean like a novel or something, not like, you know, the stuff I just did, right? Like people have that in their head that they're going to do it someday, but they never get around to it. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start by reviewing this past year's goals and talk about whether we hit them or not, what impediments we faced along the way, and what we did to overcome those. Next, we'll discuss our goals for 2020. For each of these, we'll rotate between myself and Will. And after that, 
we'll talk about the podcast network goals. And we've got a little surprise for you uh, at the end of all of it. So first off, our goals from 2019. My first goal was to pay off my new furniture and buy a new clothes washer dryer. I ordered them with a 12-month no-interest financing, so there was a little bit of a give-me, and it was huge success. I used my tax return to purchase the washer-dryer and then paid off my furniture a month early. Wasn't expecting that. I called the place up to ask because I knew the last payment was a little bit different than the regular ones. So I called them the end of last month to ask how much it was going to be. And they're like, oh, yeah, we owe you money because you paid it off last month and you paid too much. Can I have a toaster? Yeah. Well, they just sent me a check. Uh, that'll work, <laughs> I too. I don't have the cash. <laughs> that, and um, since this was kind of a furniture appliance goal, Amanda gave me her deep freeze. Oh. She moved into an apartment, and she's like, I don't need this. You can have it. So now I have a deep freeze. Oh, very cool. Which reminds me, if, you're, uh, if your dad has any extra venison that he doesn't want, I would gladly accept it. Yeah, he's a little paranoid about the chronic wasting disease right now. Completely fair. Completely fair. So my first goal, and I wrote this, now bear in mind, I self-published a short version of the book at actually Thanksgiving Day last year. Mm-hmm. And I said, write and publish another book. And what I meant by that was like another 50-pager tops. <laughs> I remember. And so I kind of crushed this because I essentially expanded that first one from 50 pages to like 200 and something. And I forget what it was. I think it was like 247. It was ridiculous. And then the second one is, I want to say it's like 170. Yeah. So I totally did that, but I didn't do it in the way that I envisioned it. And that happens. Yeah. I got about four times as much. So that's a win. My second goal was to speak at four conferences this year. I had already been selected to speak at CodeMash in January. And I said I was submitting to DevSpace and Music City Tech leaving one more to find and submit a proposal. Huge success. I spoke at CodeMash, CodeLand, WeRock IT, Music City Tech, Atlanta CodeCamp, and a few others. And then there were some that I submitted for, like DevSpace. This is the first year that uh, Will or I have not spoken at it, but it was the same weekend as a friend of mine's wedding, so I wasn't able to go. And I've made several friends on the speaking circuit and we'll continue to submit. Just a quick example. Last weekend, Amanda and I happened to be in Nashville, so we went over to Tailgate. And I texted Will, and he's like, oh, I'm down at my parents' house. And I texted another friend of ours, and he was on his way to work when I sent him the message. And so we were like, all right, whatever, we go. We did the tour of the brewery. And we're just hanging out, um, doing the tasting after the tour. When in walks our friend Greg, who I met, on the speaking circuit and he lives out that way. So he hangs out there all the time. So we ended up staying and having dinner with him. <laughs> nice. I keep meaning to get a hold of him. I've got to find his card again. Yeah. I can give you his number after this episode. Good plan. My second goal was to speak again at a conference this year. And this was one of those I hit, but I didn't hit it the way that I intended. I intended to speak at another coding conference. And as luck would have it, I went to MicroConf this year and I just was sitting there and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to pitch a talk idea and I'm not going to get it. And I got it. 
And so I spoke in front of just shy of 200 people. Nice. Which is nice because when you speak in front of that many people, they got the uh, lights in your face. So you're kind of like a frog that's about to be caught and you can't see. (laughs) Yeah. So it's a lot easier to deal with. Um, so that was pretty cool. It's funny how speaking in front of a larger audience is less stressful than a group of 50 people. And I don't understand why that is. It's almost like I'm less stressed by looking down out of an airplane than I am looking down out of a building. Yeah. It's because like, you know, if you really screw up, like you're never going to feel anything. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know it's a that, really but, uh, strange phenomenon, but I, yeah. I have the same thing going on there. So my third goal this past year was to create and build a connected yet portable smart home system for my new place. The idea came from a friend getting an alarm system for his new apartment, and I'd already have the Alexa and the Fire TV connected. Well, not yet. So this wasn't exactly a fail because it's something I could still do, but it's just sort of a not yet. About halfway through the year, I met this amazing woman And I spent most of my time with her and not tinkering with IoT stuff anymore. I also put a lot of focus into other creative endeavors. Early in the year, I joined the creatives small group at church and then ended up joining the creative and media teams uh, where I'm doing some photography and videography, gotten into back into painting. I've been writing poetry more. So I've been really into the creative things. And so I haven't done as much tinkering with that. This is still something I want to do. I have had a change of focus. Though I did train Amanda's Alexa on my voice. So uh, it freaked her out because she didn't know you could do this. So like, I asked the weather or something and Alexa told me, then I said, Alexa, thank you. And she was like, you're welcome, BJ. (laughs) Amanda's like, whoa, how did she know your voice? (laughs) <laughs> what did you do? She's getting all jealous of the automatons, huh? Oh, man. My goal number three for this past year was to get reasonably competent at .NET Core. Um, I was a little bit behind on my skills. I nailed that. No problem. I'm pretty comfortable in Angular now as well. Getting pretty comfortable in Amazon, you know, AWS stuff. So, yeah, that was a win. There's not a whole lot to say there. So on that, dude, I got to do some really cool stuff in .NET Core 3.0, writing a cross-platform worker service recently. Yeah, I'm waiting for us to move to it. It's coming. My team moves so fast. And like you suggest something and it's out there like the next day. It's just, whoa. (laughs) I was asked to come into the office an extra day this week to meet with our architect because we're planning out a new system for dealing with documents. And I've written some of the components for it, but he wanted help designing the whole thing. He wanted to understand what each piece did. And so, yeah, that was really, really cool. So my fourth goal was to get down to the size I was in college. I was one pant size away from that back when we did this last year. And it's going to take some work, but I plan to focus on healthy living. Y'all, this was a roaring success. I not only got to the size I was when I started, but I'm down to the pant size I was when I was at my most healthy in college. I'm right on the line there. They're still a little bit tight. And it's really frustrating because I look at the scale and I haven't lost very much weight, but my waist is thinner. 
and my arms are thicker. Yeah. Oh, the weight doesn't matter at that point, right? Yeah, I know. So it's just like, that was a huge success. I was very excited to write that one. My goal number four was to switch to Linux completely. You know, I had new hardware. I had a brand new machine. I did not pull this one off. I now have a work laptop, so I could do most of my work stuff there. But the problem is all the podcast recording stuff and any video recording stuff and some of the editing tools I need to use for text. I can't be in a situation where I have to fiddle with configs when I've got a deadline. And so I just yeah. I haven't been able to get there because of the amount of writing and stuff I have to do. I do want to try it out now that I just have this one screen that I can split up and I just want to see what happens. So we'll see. So my fifth goal was to build a home gym in my garage. I said I already had my kettlebells and since it's only a one car garage, so it's small and I had the washer dryer connections. The plan was to use the back area as a work area, then the middle as the home gym and the front towards the door to store my motorcycle. Yeah, my estimation of uh, space was a little bit off on that one. <laughs> Felt like a developer's estimation wondering. of time. I did clean out quite a bit of the garage and got rid of a lot of stuff that I had in storage, but uh, I overestimated the uh, amount of space there. Once I put in that washer and dryer and cleared space for my motorcycle, then adding the deep freeze and the bicycles, there just isn't enough space for regular gym equipment unless I completely remove the workbench and stuff. And I really want that workspace. Yeah. Also, Amanda and I go to Planet Fitness together a lot, uh, run into friends there all the time. And the extrovert in me just loves the social aspect of working out at the gym. Fair enough. My fifth goal was to get back into winemaking. You know, as of the end of last year, I hadn't made any. Right now, I have five gallons of mead that is done. I have five gallons of pear wine that should be ready for its first racking and five gallons of dry red that is ready. So we're going to call that a success. I've got to bottle all this stuff pretty soon, which I'm not looking forward to because I have to carry it up you know, a narrow flight of steps. And 15 gallons is a lot because it's three trips up and then down. But yeah, that's a win. So my final goal for last year was to write the story of my journey into development. Been talking about it for a while. And, you know, Will mentioned the people that say they're going to write a book until they can't write anymore. And uh, I started the mind map, had a list of chapters to outline that I'm claiming progress on this one. Instead of writing a book, I turned it into a talk that I gave at Codeland and Music City Tech. My friend Alicia let me use her artwork as the slides for the presentation. That was really cool. And I've started working on writing out a longer version of the story, but may not restrict it to my journey into development. I want to make development a part of my story, but not the whole of the story. Yeah, because it isn't the whole yeah. thing. That's fair. My sixth goal was to visit and call my parents more frequently. You know, last year I barely went down there. I barely went down there this year. Part of that was because they were in the process of moving for like six months. For instance, they don't have grass in their yard really yet. And that sounds like it's not that big of a deal until you have two dogs that have to go to the bathroom out there and you have to use a towel to clean their feet off every time they come in. And you've got one dog that's got a bit of a bladder issue. So you're doing that, you know, 10 times a day. 
So they are still sort of moved in, but a lot of stuff isn't done. Uh, so it just wasn't really very easy to uh, get down there. That makes sense. So now that we've gone through our goals for last year, we're going to go through the goals that we had for the podcast and the network. First goal was to publish our recruiter book. We'd recorded it all, just needed to finish editing and write it. This we're claiming as a fail. We did nothing on this book. We are likely to go back and review it, probably going to expand it and make changes. Will got his book deal uh, and spent most of his time writing on that. I got a girlfriend and was pretty heavily focused on school. So, yeah, I think we should probably write it and then re-record it, to be straight up honest. I agree with you. The other way is going to be nasty trying to write it. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I think we could do that. So between the two of us, we could knock that out pretty quickly. Yeah. So our second goal was sponsorship for CDP. That was a resounding success. We've had several sponsors, but have a regular one since September. You know, check out PVS Studio. They've been sponsoring the podcast for a while now. So yeah. you'll hear about them in this episode. Yeah, they're they're really great. I really like working with them. They have an amazing product, but just their staff is super, super friendly and responsive and has worked with us really well. So our third goal was to create a mentor program for developer launchpad. So this is not really a fail or a success. We have been working on restructuring Developer Launchpad to focus more on the purpose of it, of helping developers grow in their careers. I actually just saw a message that Will and I received on LinkedIn about it. Someone saying, hey, I've noticed y'all haven't had coding jams in a while. And last three months, I had, I guess, October was when my grandmother passed away. And then we don't usually do much November and December just because everybody's got family stuff going on. Uh, we will still have our big holiday party coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we just but, need to bake that idea more. That's really what it comes down to is there's a lot there if we want to really make it where it's the next level of usefulness. And yeah. it's going to take more than a year. Yeah. And so what we're going to do is uh, restructure, refocus instead of there's so many groups that are focused on helping you learn to code. Yeah. That we're going to put more of a focus on helping people with the other aspects of it. And we'll still have some coding components in there, but it's going to be more focused on the business side, on interviewing, moving up, asking for raises, those types of things. And our meetups are going to be more interactive. Yeah. We found that the ones that were most successful were when we interacted, we broke up into groups and we did stuff together. And so we're going to start doing stuff like that. And it's that. more fun. It is. Our fourth goal was to update our live shows. And we're going to call that a win because we updated it by canceling it. Well, we canceled the regular, you know, live, you know, Facebook live. And we only have live shows on special occasions, which we haven't had any since we canceled. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, you know, well. like, you know, we're going to do that again. The problem was that our schedules have been kind of weird this year and, it's nice to be able to record the podcast and kind of time shift. And so if we get behind a week, we can catch up with live shows. You can't do that. Yeah. And so we kind of need to think through that a little bit more on what we want to offer in that area and how we make it so that it is worth the time. That and I was speaking with a friend of mine 
earlier in the year and she works for her dad. Her dad runs a uh, marketing company and we were talking about Facebook live and stuff. And she was saying that people who do it on a regular basis don't get big responses. It's when you don't do it on a, a regular scheduled time, but special events. Of course, we, we went too far in one way where we didn't do any. So we need to kind of like start mixing it back in. But this past four or five months, like you started a new job. I started two new jobs and a new book. Yeah. And, you know, I had school that I was actually having to go to class. And it's just, it's been a stressful semester, man. So we kind of just said, we're going to put that on the side, put it on the back burner. It's something we're going to do. We've got the setup for it. We will get to it. But right now, that's not our focus. Our focus has been maintaining quality episodes for you guys. Right. Yeah, we just kind of trimmed back to the essentials this year. We did. So moving on into goals for 2020. And when we look back next year, we're going to be uh, looking back with uh, hindsight, which I hear is 2020. Oh, in 2020. Yeah. So y'all, it's kind of hard to think of professional goals for the year. I'm kind of in the middle of some long-term goals. So nothing big came up in my career in the next year. Kind of looking forward to just some steady growth there. So these are not heavily career-oriented, though there's a little bit. My first goal is to finish the prereqs for grad school and start taking actual graduate-level classes. Again, this is a gimme. I tend to like to start with gimmies. You know, get that early success, right? But uh, yeah, I have one left to take until I can start taking graduate computer science courses. And I am going to try and do it in the spring. But because I took a class at a different school, now I have to reapply. It's a pain. But uh, we'll see how that goes. And I'll keep you guys informed along the way. Goal number one for me is to build something else. I did two books in the last year, so I want to branch out and try some other stuff. That may be a course. It may be some physical goods. I've looked into some of the you know, Amazon print-on-demand stuff, just kind of weighing options. I do want to continue building things. I'm just not sure what that looks like. I don't want to drop back to the level of productivity that I had before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So goal number two for me is to go on a long motorcycle ride. I've had this goal in previous years, and this year I intend to accomplish it. Amanda enjoys riding the bike and traveling. We've actually already been talking about uh, taking a trip somewhere on the motorcycle, you know, like a one-day ride kind of thing, six, seven hours. But uh, yeah, probably going to plan it for the spring and go somewhere like St. Louis or something, somewhere not too far away, but far enough to where we can take some back roads and really enjoy the ride. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Goal number two for me is to get one or more of either the Amazon or Azure cloud certifications. This new job, I've been really impressed with what you can do with those platforms. And I feel like it would be very useful to my career to kind of get some of that codified and actually get the training in and get officially certified so that it's easier to do more of it. Yeah. Goal number three for me is to find a mentor at work. We have a new director over software developers. I actually met him a few years ago at uh, Ellen's Christmas party. Okay. He's friends with her roommate. And so I met him there. 
right around the time he started working for the domain that we're in and around when we got transitioned over into this larger IT department. Yeah, it was uh, it was kind of cool. Being part of a larger structure, I'd like to find a mentor who knows the tech that I'm using. And that's hard because I'm doing really new stuff. Like I'm doing worker services in .NET Core and that came out in 3.0. Right. In October. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm doing like, bleeding edge stuff. It is so awesome. I love my job. I love it. It is so cool. The stuff they let me do. But I don't have like I can talk to other developers about it and they understand the struggle, but I don't have anyone that's like, oh yeah, I have done that or I have done similar stuff. Yeah. I'm hoping that there's other people that are like keeping up with it like me, but have more other experience that they can bring into it and I can get some type of mentoring through that. Goal number three for me was to continue with my writing habit. I probably wrote, what, close to 400 pages this year by the time you count stuff I cut out and all that. So you figure that's like a little bit over a page a day, and that's a pretty good pace. Writing does not pay well. I will go ahead and tell you that just up front. Don't do it for the pay. But I do think the results are cumulative if you build things that are evergreen and that people are going to always want. I'm not sure what I'm going to do, but I do want to write more frequently than I have before this past year, but less frequently than I have this year. Yeah. Because you know, like this year, it was a thing every day. Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, I don't know that I quite want it at that level of intensity. That makes sense. So my fourth goal is to get on the worship team at church. You know, I started learning to play guitar at the end of last year. And then I started lessons around January, February of this year. I've been given two songs to learn for the audition. I've got one of them down, working on the second one. Actually, two weeks from now, they will be playing that song in the practice. And I was told I could bring my guitar and play along from the booth because I go to the band practices and run the sound for them. So I was told I could bring my guitar and play along, get some practice playing with the band. So I'm kind of pumped about that. It's exciting. My fourth goal is to get my Angular skills up to par. You know, here in Nashville, it's pretty enterprise heavy. So we've got a lot of Angular around. Otherwise, I would probably go with React. I just, I want to do more of that. I'm a little tired of doing the old school web forms and, you know, not the cool stuff. I'm really digging uh, having like, be able to make a change and immediately see it on screen. That is cool. Yeah, that is like the Best thing ever, especially when you got a big screen because you're just like you're doing it in one window and you just look up. Yeah. And you don't move. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the best thing ever. So I want to do more of that. Yeah. And, you know, get my skills up to where they're a little bit more recent. I mean, I'm okay at Angular now. I can find mm-hmm. stuff. I can fix stuff. I have no problem, but I want to get elite. Yeah. I see that. So that goes along similar to my uh, fifth goal which is to create and give a technical talk. I'm doing some really fun stuff with .NET Core 3.0. So it might be just sort of a basics on how to create a worker service or something along those lines. Most of my talks have been soft skills because that's where I'm comfortable. I need to get over that imposter syndrome and put one out there that is really technical. Yeah. You know, I don't have a problem writing technical episodes for the podcast. Like, you know, I write about half the technical episodes. But I've got Will 
to back me up, to double check me before we actually publish it. So this year, and I'll probably still have Will read through my talk to make sure I'm not completely making something up. But uh, if you do, you just call it version two. Right. There we go. I'm going to create and submit a technical talk for a conference. Nice. My number five goal is to relax more. This last year has been uh, pretty doggone brutal. I have not gotten very much downtime, although I've had a bunch this week and I haven't handled it all that well. This year has been almost constant stress from one direction or another, you know, work and, you know, trying to get books out, trying to get stuff out for the podcast, financial stuff, everything. But now I have a day job that stops at 40 hours a week. And the expectation is, is that you will sign off and you will not be on the network. Like you're done at the 40 hour mark. And I also have no commute. So it's helping a lot. But I want to try to get back to the state where I don't feel uncomfortable when I'm sitting still. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's been a problem, especially like this last week. I played like an hour of Skyrim and then I just got like antsy and started working in JavaScript. And I need to probably ease up on that a little bit. Yeah. So my sixth goal Follows those along those lines. It's funny how we're like, we did not plan this, y'all. We each wrote We don't plan anything. No, it just so happens our minds are linked somehow. So my sixth goal is to increase my artistic endeavors. I've already scheduled my next tattoo. I'm getting a lot more into photography, starting to get into videography. I actually had a meeting with my friend Alicia. He runs the media team amongst many other things at church. And she like, we met... Last night after band practice before service, and she like had a list of things from the videos I've submitted, like the times I've done videography for different events. She's like, all right, well, what do you think you need to work on? And then we went through it and it was great. I absolutely love that feedback because it helps me get better. Yeah, that is really good. I'm getting some new lenses for my camera and I'm going to start saving up for a new camera body soon. Also, I want to get also, I want to do more painting and more non-technical writing. I'm actually planning to set aside some time each week that is just dedicated to artistic stuff. I mean, I've got my daily practice on my guitar time, but that's skill art. Yeah. You know, that's practicing a skill. What I want to do is more like set aside some time each week as like, I'm going to take this evening and I'm just going to create. I may yeah. write, I may paint, who knows? I may go do some photography. It's just, this is time I set aside to just be creative. You want to go from playing poker to flipping coins. Right. In art. Yeah, I'm kind of in that same boat. So I know the feels, I don't know how to express it. Yeah. Goal number six for me is to try to get more money coming in from sources that other people don't control as much. One of my big pain points this last year was the frequency with which my money and my time got chewed up by other people not doing their jobs. I had a gig where I was getting interrupted very, very frequently. And it was by somebody who just would not read their email, basically. And it was disrupting me. And I was spending my personal time trying to keep up. Mm -hmm. And I don't ever want that again. Right now, I'm several thousand dollars in the hole compared to where I expected to be. And the majority of that was because of medical expenses, because of you know, I have like this tumor in my neck that's non-cancerous, but it's gross. Or because I had a contract position that only provided about a fifth or a sixth of the promised number of hours. And I've watched some friends go through some stuff this year as well. And that makes me painfully aware of what you lose when you lose control over your life and your income. 
and that happens when other people control things too much. So I want to start getting some other income streams in there. Obviously got the books as it is and the podcast is growing. It's not exactly a positive income stream now, but it's a less negative. Yeah. And I just want to kind of build more stuff like that. And that fits in with the rest of it as well. Mm-hmm. I totally see that. I think I'm a couple of years away from making something like that a priority. Yeah. But it's time for me. It's been time for years. It's been time for you for a while. I agree. Now, like working on stuff like the podcast stuff. Yeah, I can do that. But making that a priority, I'm a couple of years away from that. Yeah. So speaking of priorities, moving on into our uh, podcast or network goals. First one is to get our business license. You know, this is a hobby for us. It comes right out of our pockets. You know, everything we do is just because we love doing this so much. Yeah. Did I actually send you your check this month, by the way, for the editing? I have not received it yet. Okay. I'll check that. That's how that stuff works. It's like literally this comes out of my personal checking account and I mail him a check. Yeah. He mails me a check. We split the cost of things. Will handles all the hosting and stuff like that. I handle sending out the water bottles and that. And it's just, you know, We've got Patreon. We really appreciate all of our supporters on Patreon. You guys help make it possible. You ease the burden on us. Our PVS studio, our regular sponsor, we love you guys. You guys help ease the burden on us Yeah, a lot. It's a great relationship there. So check them out, y'all. Just another plug for them in here. Is the, yeah. I like those guys. They're really, they're really good. Yeah, I do too. Our second goal is to work more on our systems. While we have the podcasting workflow down to a science, there are other areas of our whole thing, like Dev Launchpad, that need some process around yeah. them. Dev Launchpad in particular probably needs some loving right now because yeah. it's um, we've flown by the seat of our pants for some time and it's probably time to lock some of that stuff down and really get it formalized and like it needs to be. We got a great plan from Saran when we were working with her with Code Newbie. And we brought that into Dev Launchpad when we broke away so that we could focus on more than just new developers. But as we have grown and progressed, the needs of the community and the group have grown and progressed. And so what we're doing no longer meets those needs, which leads right into Goal number three is to put more emphasis on the business side and interviewing things like that in Developer Launchpad. We've been focused on the tech, but there are a lot of groups helping learn tech. You know, especially for new developers, there's you know Free Code Camp, all sorts of groups. Like we know the organizers for that particular group; they're great guys, and we don't want to compete with them. Like, why not just work with them and provide the other half? Right. So. That's the thing. There's not a lot of groups that we know of. Now, if you guys know of some, especially in the Nashville area, tell us because we'd like to get together with them and see how we can collaborate. Yeah. Our goal is to help developers launch their career to the next level. Part of that may be, and this is the thing, we tend to get people when they're moving into development, moving from junior to mid, mid to senior, like that, but we don't keep them through that. Right. And it's because what we focused on was code challenges and whiteboarding. But what we want to move to is having a group that gets together every month to better themselves so that when it comes time for them to move up, they have this like history of progress where they've just like continued to get better. Right. And that's what we want to do. The number four goal for the network is to build up our mailing list. Again, we had an email newsletter 
we stopped doing it, I guess, right around the time that I really got heavy into the writing or maybe slightly before that, that needs to be fixed. It doesn't need to be a long form, you know, like blog post length email like it was before. And so we really need to get on that. You know, the the big thing is, is like we can't reach our audience as well as we would like to be able to reach them in a way that they can reach back. Yeah. So that's something we need to fix. And we know that we need to fix it. It's just we haven't completely figured out what that looks like yet. Mm -hmm. So guys, we said we were going to do something uh, unique. Since we're starting a new decade, we've decided to go a little different from our past years. Every now and then, you need to look at your long-term goals and see if they are still viable and goals that you want. Are they still relevant? Do they meet the R in SMART? Also, you want to check that you're moving towards them. Yeah. You know, we're going to talk about our long-term goals, and these are the ones that we want to accomplish during the 2020s. And as the years progress, we'll discuss our progress on these goals and have a review at the end of the decade, if we're both still around. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. I plan on this podcast going until... uh, Neither one of us can do it anymore. So my 10-year goal is to finish grad school. My first long-term goal is completing graduate school altogether. That means obtaining my master's degree, for which I'm currently attending, and then going on to get a PhD in computer science. And this is a little bit of a glimpse into my long-term, like very long-term goals. I would like to teach at a college after I retire from the state. I could see you being a professor. Yeah. And you like the bow ties, you got the beard, you know. Yeah. I'm going to use the state paying for my school to get my PhD. And then when I retire from the state, I'll have my full retirement benefits. Then I'll go teach. Yeah. I kind of want to do something like F. Lagarde Smith. He was a scholar and resident when we were at Lipscomb. But he spent uh, half his year teaching and the other half of the year at a cottage in England writing. Yeah. That seems like your uh, life trajectory goes there. Yeah. Goal number one for me in the next decade is to get back to some form of self-employment and stay there. 90% of my problems in the last, I would say, 10 years have been due to somebody else being able to reach into my life and screw stuff up. Mm -hmm. So self-employment is definitely a way I want to go. I do not want to get back necessarily to contracting as a way of doing that. Yeah. It's it's still too vulnerable to exactly the problems I don't want to have. So my second long-term goal is to move into some form of leadership or supervisory capacity at work. I mean, I already assist my lead developer in a lot of capacities. It's really interesting because she pulled me aside a couple of times today in the office to ask me about things. And we're getting on a call tomorrow morning to go over some other things. And it's just, it's really cool. I've been watching all that she does, what her manager does. While I do see myself moving into more data science and predictive algorithms than line of business development, I do plan on being on the path to management. My number two goal is to get back to writing fiction and publish a book. I used to have aspirations in that direction. I think I have the writing discipline to pull that off now. In fact, I'm pretty sure I do, Um, just considering the amount of crazy I've been through this last year. And I want to do that. You know, I want to build stories and do more of that creative side instead of just more technical and more tactical stuff. Yeah, I understand that. So my third and final goal that we're going to discuss for the decade is to travel. In the next 10 years, I plan to become full remote 
and use that freedom to travel around the world. I know a guy that wrote a book that might help you get fully remote. Yeah. <laughs> I've known a few people that have done this. Yeah. The goal is to work during the day and then go sightseeing at night and on the weekends. I think that would be really awesome, a lot of fun, and just like, you know, I could go live in Europe or live in the Bahamas for a year or so. Yeah, bounce around, do the digital nomad thing. And I think that'll be so much fun. So my number three and final goal uh, for the next 10 years is to move more out of day-to-day tech and more into an advisory role. I mean, I still enjoy slinging code, and I don't think that that's something that's ever going to completely go away. But I've realized I can do a lot more good helping to fix business processes and helping to tie the tech into the larger picture. Like tech is a small slice and you only have so much leverage. If you fix the business, a lot of the tech problems get easier. And so I feel like that's probably the direction I want to go. I don't know exactly what that looks like. Obviously, that ties back into the self-employment and the advisory Mm -hmm. position stuff. Yeah. So I've got a couple of network goals. The first network goal for the next 10 years is to develop a training program for those interested in advancing their careers. This kind of goes along with some of our more immediate goals, but those goals are a part of this. While the podcast will remain free, this is, I don't say our community service, but this is our way of giving back. And we really love it. It's a hobby. We plan to develop coursework and tutorials that we can sell to those interested. Our second goal is to have more joint ventures. So we want to partner up with other groups that are doing more stuff, kind of like what we're trying to do so that we can provide useful things to our listeners you know, at a discount and we can kind of build the ecosystem around this podcast. Beej and I, we've spent a lot of money on this and we still, I mean, we lose money every month and that's totally fine as long as that achieves a goal of making a better environment. And to some degree, that environment is going to obviously have returns for us. But the other side of it is, is it actually helps our listeners. It increases the amount of good that we can do. And so that's something that we're definitely looking into. Well, y'all, we've made it to the end of the episode and it's time to announce the theme for next year. That theme is going to be perception. We're going to focus on how we perceive the world around us and how those with whom we interact perceive us. Episodes will look at different ways of thinking about problems and situations. Sometimes a change in perspective or how you perceive a situation can show a previously unthought of solution. While not all of our episodes are going to be about perception, that kind of will be the theme for the next year. That pretty much wraps us up before we close everything out. Will, what do you have for us this week for Tricks of the Trade? Well, you know, we didn't hit all of our goals and that's completely okay. The thing here is is that life is an ocean. It's not a river. And what I mean by that is, you know, if you're getting on the river, you follow it to somewhere. It's either upriver or downriver, but it's a single straight line course. It's more like an ocean. When you reach a short-term goal, another port, you should be constantly reevaluating whether your longer-term goals are still what you want. 10, 15 years ago, I wanted to own a software development company with a huge staff. A few years of real industry experience made me think, okay, I want to be a consultant. A few years of consulting experience made me realize, ah, that's not the thing either, but it's got parts I want. 
you know, honestly, the vision of what I wanted my life to be as of eight or 10 or 12 years ago strikes me as completely horrifying right now. And that's the voice of experience playing out and realizing a little bit more of who I am. So what I'm trying to get at here is that you should have longer term goals and outcomes in mind, but don't hold on to them too tightly. There may be something else that's more compelling that's along the same route, but it isn't the same thing. So you just kind of have to be able to go, okay, I kind of want this and I'm going to roll sort of in that direction. And if that changes, it changes and you do something else. Beach is a good example of this. He wanted to be a freaking doctor and he's going to probably go and get a PhD and, and he'll be called doctor, but he's not going to be a doctor of what he thought he was going to be. And you just have to kind of roll that optionality. That's the point of having these resolutions and goals episodes is you see what we hit, you see what we miss, and you see why, because the why is what's important. And so just want to leave you with that thought that life is a sea. It's not a river. You go port to port. You don't go up or down. That's all I got. If you have a question or comment, please email us at neckbeards at completedeveloperpodcast.com. Our theme music is an excerpt from Standby for Titanfall by Pure Bells, available on SoundCloud and licensed through Creative Commons. The intro music for IOTs is Hillbilly Hip Hop by Jason Belcher. For references, show notes, and to sign up for weekly emails with extra tips and insights, be sure to check out the website at completedeveloperpodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at CompleteDevPod and like our page on Facebook to keep up with news about the show. Catch us each week as we broadcast live, talking about what's going on in the tech world and answering listener questions. Learn more about all of our shows and groups by going to CompleteDevelopernetwork.com where you'll find links to Junior Developer Toolbox, Developer Launchpad, and our other communities. Thanks for listening. See you next time.